Hello. We are so excited that you've decided to join us today via our podcast. There are other ways you can join. You can watch us live on Facebook and YouTube under Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries or on our website at www.mtdm.org. You can also join us in the sanctuary at 401 North Wright Street in Burgall, North Carolina. The zip code is 28425. If you'd like to give a donation, you can simply go to our website at mtdm.org and click on that donation button. God bless you. Let the church say amen. amen. Let the church say amen. amen. Hallelujah. It is so. If you would, those that have ears to hear, let us hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say to the church. Get out your Bible, get out your iPad, get out your phone, get out whatever you use to follow along in the Word of God. Amen. Turn with me, if you would, to Matthew, the seventh chapter, beginning at verse 24. Matthew. The seventh chapter, beginning at verse 24. And I'm reading out the New King James Version. Again, Matthew, the seventh chapter, beginning at verse 24. And the word of God reads, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man. Who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended. The floods came. And the winds blew. And beat on that house. And it did not fall. For it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears. These sayings of mine. And does not do them. Would be like a foolish man. Who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended. The floods came. And the winds blew and beat on that house. And it fell. And great was its fall. You may be seated. I want to talk about God's word is your foundation. God's word is your foundation. For the past several weeks, we've been talking about God's word. We've been talking about God's word is full of power. And then we talked about um, the word has to be received. And now God want me to talk about God's word is your foundation. As we know, before a house can be built, that foundation has to be laid. And that foundation, if it's not laid the right way, and that house is built over a period of years, you will start seeing something. It may not happen over the period of years, but you will start seeing cracks in your foundation. You will start seeing some things that's happening to that foundation because that foundation was not laid the way it need to be laid. So the Lord was speaking with me and he put on my heart and he let me know, he said, that the reason why the church or the churches are out of order, it is because how the foundation was laid. See, if the foundation is not laid correctly, 
the first time that it is laid, people are going on foundations that are not of him. People are speaking the word of God that's not God's word. When you lay the foundation of God, that foundation is not going to fail. That foundation is going to stand no matter what happens in your life. If your foundation is based upon the word of God, it will stand. It's going to stand through no matter what you go through, when you go through it, or how you go through it. If your foundation is based upon the word of God, you will stand. You will not be moved by any circumstances. I'm talking about God's word is your foundation. See, some of us grew up, listen to what I'm saying, some of us. Not all of us, but some of us grew up in households that taught us the wrong foundation when it comes to God. Some of us grew up in households where we were not on that foundation. We were not taught about God the way we should have been taught about God. So we have grew up to believe some things that are not true. And some of us are finding out that some things that we was raised on that we were told were not true. How do we find out they were not true? Because we went into the word ourselves. We searched the scriptures for ourselves and then God put us in a place, planted us in a place to teach us the right foundation. To teach us the things concerning God. So when you look at Matthew 7:24, he says plainly, therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine, you got to know what you're hearing is God's sayings. You got to know that this is not man's word, but it's God's word. That's what we were going over in 1 Thessalonians 2, 13. You got to know the difference between man's word and God's word. When you go back to Genesis, and I have always said this, if you start with Genesis in the beginning and the Holy Spirit open up Genesis to you, he'll show you how God is. He'll show you how God set up things the way he want them to be. There is no excuse for not one church. Because if you go into Genesis and see how God set up everything, there will not be any debates nowhere. Because it is what it is. People have been set up on the wrong foundation to believe that wrong is right. Because they want to do what they want to do and they're going outside of what God's word says. If God's word says... That marriage is between a male and a female. That's what's right. That's the right. I'm talking today. That's the right foundation. It's nothing supposed to be added to that or taken away from that to appease society, the world. It's what he says. You don't change the word of God. That's the right foundation. God created male and female. See, people don't want to talk about this because they say people get mad. But the truth, knowing the truth is what make you free. 
And if you don't talk about it, people going to think this is the way it's this is not the way God created it to be. We talk truth. We talk the word and we don't sugarcoat it just to appease no man. We're out to please God and not man. So you don't sugarcoat it. You just lay it on the line in love. Because God is love. The way God created it to be is the way God wanted it to be. There is no exceptions. So we want to be, we want to have the right foundation. Because he said, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, you can't hear and not do if you heard. But if you're not doing, it's because you refuse to do what you heard. He said, I will liken him. See, when you hear God's sayings and you do those sayings, he said, I will liken him to a wise man who builds his house on a rock. So when I take God's word and I adhere to what God is saying and I'm doing what God is saying, my house is built on him, on God. My house is built on his word. And that means if it's built on the word, this is the next thing. And when the rain descended, the floods came. See, when your house is built on the word of God, when trouble come, when persecution come, when things come against that house, you're the house. You're the house that God live in. You're the temple. So when things come up against you and beat upon that house, This is what the word said. And the wind blew and beat on that house. Come on. Many of us get many a beatings, don't we? When we're standing on this rock, when we're standing on the word of God, you're going to get beat. You're going to get talked about. People are not going to like you. They don't want to be about you. But that should not change you. And it said, and it did not fall. Why? Why? Because it was founded on the rock. When you take God's word for what it is. And God's word is true. No matter what's going on around you. You don't move. You stand on truth. Because God is not man. God is who he say he is. So when we go back to Genesis. The book of Genesis. And what we got to understand is. When it get to the part after God created everything and after he set everything up the way he wanted it to be. This is God, y'all. This is Elohim. This is the creator. God said and it was. God spoke everything into existence that did not exist. So when he spoke it into existence and it was set up the way God wanted it to be set up. Don't you know that there's an enemy always waiting to get into something that's good to turn it around and make it bad. The enemy has to use somebody. He got to have somebody to use to tear up your house. So then when we look at this, he came in, the enemy, he used, y'all got to understand, he used God creation. He didn't create these things. God created them. 
But he used what God created for good was for his benefit. He used a serpent. And he used that serpent and that serpent was talking to Eve. And this is what the enemy said. Did God really say? This is when the word was first attacked. The enemy is attacking the word of God. If you listen what he said, did God really say? How many of y'all, when you hear the word of God, the enemy come back and say, did God really say? He's coming to attack what God has said. Why? Because this is God's word. So how did the enemy do this? He done it through what? Deceit. This is his weapon. He used deceit. He used lies. So what are you going to do? He's going to twist the word and make it look as if this is what God is saying. But he said, did God really say? So Eve began to tell him what God said, but then he kept on nagging at Eve, didn't he? So finally she ate from that tree because guess what the enemy was doing? The enemy was saying, you're not like God. He was making them depend on themselves. This is man's word. Instead of depending on God's word, it was right there in the beginning. He want them to think that they had to do things their self outside of God. So this is why we have so many religions, y'all. It's because it has become man's word, not God's word. Man has changed God's word and changed it into other religions. This is why you have so many religions, because it's man's word that build these religions. It's not God's word. And if you don't know the true foundation, you will go on what man is saying. That's why you have so many churches, Baptist, Methodist, all these different churches you have. But are they built on God's word? Because if you're built on God's word, no matter what come in that church, that church is not going to fall. That church is going to still do what God has called them to do. So you got to ask yourself, am I built? Is my foundation on the word of God? Am I standing on the word the way I need to stand on the word? Am I doing what the word tell me to do outside of how I feel? So then we talk about the other house. We see it was built on sand. You see what happened when that house wasn't built on the right foundation. What did it do? It fell. Now I'm going somewhere with this because we got to understand God's word is your foundation. You can't go on traditions. The traditions of men make the word of God of none effect. What is the traditions of men? It's what man make up in the church. It's what man say you have to do in order for God to do something for you. It's laws that man make up outside of what God is saying. That's tradition. But then God began to show me somebody in Psalms 86, 11. And I want to break this down. This is David. Teach me your way, O Lord. And I will walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. David was speaking to God. And David said, Lord, I need to be taught your way. 
The first thing we got to understand in order to um, stand on God's word, we got to be taught by God. We got to be taught God's way of doing things, God's way of being. That's the only way we can have a solid foundation. We have to be taught his way. So David is saying, teach me your way, oh Lord. We got to be willing to be taught. See, when you're, when we have, several people have different foundations by the way they were taught. So when you come into the right foundation, there are going to be some division. There are going to be some things that people don't agree with. But the more you get taught and the more your mind is renewed according to the word of God, then you will know what God's will is. Then you will be able to prove his will. Then you'll be able to know his will. But if you don't go into the word of God yourself and be taught through the Holy Spirit, that's why division comes. So David said, teach me your way, O Lord. So I'm talking about being taught by the Lord. So we're going to talk about that first. We got to look at Jesus in John chapter 8, verse 28. Jesus said this. Jesus said to them, when you lift up the son of man, then you will know that I'm he. And that I do nothing of myself, but as my father taught me, I speak these things. So Jesus was taught by the father. So the things that Jesus done, he done it because that's way the the father do things but guess what the pharisees and sadducees they were against jesus the jews some of the jews were against jesus and jesus was saying if you were of your father abraham you wouldn't be coming at me the way you coming at me see jesus knew who their father was see when you we can't come into alignment When we can't come together according to the word of God, nobody don't have to tell you who you lifting up. Because Jesus knew here, he said, I do nothing of myself, but as the father taught me, I speak these things. Jesus was not speaking outside of the father. So none of us should speak outside of the father, because if you know him and you're taught by him, you're going to be just like him. They're going to know who you represent. They're going to know how you are raised. Come on, people know who my father is, my earthly father is. They know who my family, who I belong to. Because they'll tell me even before I tell them. Because they know the traits. They know how you act. They know what you do. They know what you say. They can look at you and say, oh, I know who your family is. See, people know whom you belong to. So the more you get into the word and the more you're taught by God, people are going to say, oh, I know you say. I know who you belong to. I know you are born again. Come on, you don't have to tell nobody you saved. You don't have to prove that you're saved. You don't have to get up and testify that you're saved. You don't have to do these things because the life you live is going to speak for you and they're going to know who you belong to. The things you do, they're going to know who you belong to. So that's why the first thing we need to understand, we need to be taught by God. We need to be taught the things of God, the way God does things, not the way man does things. Then the Lord began to show me this, Nehemiah 8, I'm going back there. Verses 1 through verse 3. God will show you stuff in the word of God to get you to look at it again to let you know, are you um, being taught by me? 
Or have you been taught by somebody else and trying to say it's me? When we look at this, Nehemiah 8, verse 1 through 3. Now look at what happened to the people. Now all the people gathered together as one man in the open square that was in the front of the water gate. And they told Ezra. Now look at this. The people were telling Ezra, which Ezra was a scribe. They said, bring the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord have commanded Israel. They wanted to hear the word. Then they said, so Ezra the priest brought the law before the assembly of men and women and all who could hear with understanding on the first day of the seventh month. That means they brought it to the ones that were old enough to hear and understand what was said. Then he read from it in the open square that was in front of the water gate. Listen how long. From morning until midday. Before the men and women and those who could understand and the ears of all the people were attentive to the book of the law. What does that mean? When you're being taught, you got to be attentive. That means you got to pay attention to what the word of God is saying. Here go to scripture. My son, pay attention to my word. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Because they are life unto those that find them. And they are health unto all flesh. So they were being very attentive. They didn't want to miss what the word of God was saying. When you are attentive, you shutting everything else off. You're saying, God, I'm opening my heart to you. Because I know there's something that you want me to hear. So here I am, God. Speak, Lord, your servant here. So when you come into the house of God, you don't want to come in here with an attitude. You don't want to come in here and acting like I already know. You don't want to come in here and say, I want to hear this one. I don't want to hear that one. You don't want to come in here with you being the focus. You want to come in here and say, here I am, Lord. Just speak to me today. God, I think I'm okay. But if there's something that I don't know, God, speak to my heart today. Because God, I want to make sure that there's nothing in the way that's going to keep me from hearing you. Lord, if they say, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And God, if I know that scripture, and if I heard it umpteen times, there is a reason for it being spoken again. So God, what are you saying to me? What do you want me to get out of that scripture? You saying what God for God so love the world. So God, that means that it wasn't only me that you love. It was the world that you love. So God, you gave for all of us. God, nobody was singled out. And then the Holy Spirit says, so why are you singing and singling that one? Oh Lord, have mercy. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me for selecting who I think need you. And who I think don't need you. Oh God you're speaking to me. God you're speaking to my heart. What makes me think. That Marquisha needs you more than sister Deborah needs you God. What make me think that I have to spend time with her more than I spend time with sister Deborah. God all of us need you. Oh Lord forgive me. 
going to hit you. And it's going to show you. When I go into this word, I'm first partaker. First. Meaning that, speak to me, Lord, first. Before I can speak to the congregation, what do you want me to see through this word? God, what is it that you want me to see through the word? So they were so attentive to the word. And then it says, and Nehemiah, who was the governor, Ezra, the priest and the scribe and the Levites. Listen at this. Who taught the people said to all the people. This day is holy to the Lord. Women, I'm going to skip that one right there. I'm not going there yet because I want to show y'all something. I'm going to move back up to the top. When Ezra was speaking that word, and it says that he was speaking the word to those that could understand. That means the older ones that could understand. But what he did, he had those helping him out to explain the word of God to them in simple so they can understand what God was saying. This is why you have teachers in the house. This is why we need to be taught the same thing. So when the word need to be opened up and the word need to be explained, you got people to help people to understand what the word of God is saying. So he had people there to help them to understand what God was saying. So I'm saying we got to pay attention. Amen. We're being taught the word, but we got to pay attention to what we're being taught. You can't come into the house of God and just sit there and be pretty and act like you know more than anybody else. You want to pay attention and say, God, even though I heard it humpteen times, speak to my heart, God. Show me what you want me to receive out of this word. So it's paying attention to the word. The next thing, after we're paying attention to the word, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. When the enemy know that you're paying attention to the word, he said, "Uh uh-oh, I'm coming in and snatch it. Because if you're paying that much attention, you're going to get some understanding. He don't want you to understand the word. Because the Bible says wisdom is the principal thing. But in all you're getting, get understanding. Why do you need to get understanding? Because if you don't get understanding, you can't carry out what the word is saying. You got to pay attention. You got to be able to hear it. But now you got to be able to understand what you're hearing. And if you have no understanding of what you're hearing, the word is snatched from you. Matthew, the 13th chapter, it says, y'all, I'm going somewhere. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom... And does not understand it. Then the wicked one comes and snatch away what was sown in his heart. This is he who receives seed by the wayside. So that means if we're up in here today. And I'm giving you a message from God. And you're hearing that message. message, And you're paying attention to that message. And if you don't understand that message. Immediately the enemy say I'm going to take it. Before it gets in the heart. Because if it ever take root in that heart. Once that seed is planted in the heart. It's going to bring forth what they heard. And I can't allow them to bring forth. He don't want the word to bring forth what you're hearing. 
So he got to come in and snatch it. How did he snatch that from us sitting right in the house of God? Because offense or a snatch it. Jealousy a snatch it. Come on, help me somebody. Gossip a snatch it. Pain in your body a snatch it. Come on, it's a lot of stuff that'll snatch the word from you. Why? Because the enemy say, I'm going to mix it up. I'm going to let you be somewhere else so you can't get understanding of that word. So the enemy is ready to snatch that word. This is why in school sometimes when the teacher is teaching and we're supposed to be supposed to be paying attention, we, you know, sometimes out of pride, we act like we know, but we don't know. Come on, somebody. Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. But when you take that test, that F don't say you got it. Who, who, who been there? I got it. I got it. I, I, I can do this. But the F said you couldn't. And then the teacher asked you, what was your problem? I asked you, did you understand what I was saying? And you said, yes. But the paper is saying that you didn't know. But you still standing on, yes, I do. Yes, I do. I do know what you said. This is what you said. Well, if you know this is what I said and you understood what I said, why is the paper saying F? So that's why in all of our getting, we have to get an understanding before we run with something. Y'all is so funny because how many of us, when we buy something, we look at it and we think we understand it. How many of us buy something and it looks so simple, we think we understand it, so we just use it, but we still don't fully understand even the phones that we have in our hands. Do y'all not know that little children understand our phones better than we do? And I'll give you a, I'll give you an example. The Lord is so good because when he have you to teach something, he'll show up and show out. I had my grandkids, um, for a night. Thank you, Lord. I made it. Me and my husband survived. (laughs) Woo, hallelujah. We had us a glorious time. And I had a pen. And that pen, I had it for years, y'all. And this pen, you could put sanitizer in the pen. And you can spray it out when you needed it. I could never figure out how to do it. So, Jayana and Jada was in the office yesterday and Yana bought me the pen and I said, baby, I don't know about that pen. I don't know how you open it. I don't know nothing about that pen. I said, so just put it back in my desk. So the child come back. She said, hold out your hand, me, ma. I said, girl, what's in this pen? She said, me, ma. Jada opened it. I said, who? I said, how did that child get that open? And you saw me struggling, trying to do this. She said, me, my Jada took the pen and just unscrewed this and pulled this. I said, go, go in there. <laughs> just go in there and put that pen back in my desk. Why am I saying this? Understanding. That ain't the end of it. So as we're sitting there doing that day and after they had taken their shower that morning and everything and we're sitting there and um, it was a song that was laid on my heart as I was helping Jada in the shower. So as me and Jada was sitting there to tell Yana the song, I was sitting there saying, okay, Lord. I said, Jada, 
what was the song I was singing to you? She said, Mima, wait a minute, Holy Spirit. What is the song? I said, okay, Jada, Holy Spirit going to give it to you. He's going to give it to me, Jada. He's going to give it to you. I said, okay, Jada, what is he saying? She said, wait a minute, Mima, God is silent right now. (laughs) He ain't saying nothing. (laughs) I said, okay, Jada, just let me know when he do. Wonder where she got that from. How, how are kids coming up with these things? There has to be a right foundation. You got to teach your kids as you go. As you grow, you want to help them to grow. But whatever you don't know, just say you don't know. Do not make up something with your kids because your kids take what you say and they carry it somewhere else. Because that's the understanding that they have. So we have to first understand the word of God. If you have no understanding of the word, there will be confusion, folk. The enemy know if you don't understand, he can bring confusion. And all of our getting, we have to get understanding. So number one, we got to pay attention. To what we're hearing. Once we pay attention to what we're hearing, we want to make sure we understand what we heard. So anytime somebody is speaking to us, sometimes my husband is speaking to me and my mind is elsewhere. And I'm hearing what my husband is saying, but I don't quite understand all them words. Because he'll keep talking and talking and talking. My husband, he's going to make sure you understand. And sometimes I say, I am not stupid. And he'll say that to me sometime. And the reason why he say it to me, because I make him feel like he's stupid. Because I'll do it like this. You have to, you following me? Do it. You got that? Like this. You understand what I'm saying? Manda. Do you think I'm stupid? No. I just think you slow. Everybody don't comprehend. Am I right, honey? I'm going to get on me how he get me. Everybody don't comprehend the same way, honey. So I realize I got to come at you this way. You may come at me another, but I got to come at you this way. No, you thinking I don't know. We had to clear that up in our household. So the Lord had to teach me how to approach him because if I'm the type of person that get it done, get it done, get it done, or he may be on the phone, understanding, and they're talking to him. And I'm over here, and I heard the whole conversation. So I'm repeating it back to them. Hush, man, do I need to hear what they said? They said again. I repeated again. Man, didn't I tell you to hush? I said, how many times do they have to repeat it to you for you to understand what they are saying, man? Look, I don't mind telling y'all. Because I tell you because I got to get it right. And I get it right. There's a difference with me telling you something. And I'm in the same place. 
Now, my husband, he'll get irritated with me if he hears something and it's funny. And he got to repeat it several times to me because he said, anybody, man, they get that. And I'll say, man, I ain't anybody. I'm using examples. This is in our household. This is why two people got to be one different, not in salvation. And it got to be one, you can't be the same. Because somebody got to help somebody out. What am I saying? I married a patient man. That child, he taught me something. Me, I just run out there and get it done and it's done. He got to bring out the measuring rod. So God delivered me from some things through him and through me. He got delivered through some things and we're helpers of one another. But we had to get understanding into to some areas in order to connect. So you have to have understanding and you got to let pride go when you don't understand. Don't tell me you know how to screw a light bulb in and ain't never screwed it in. And tell me you have understanding and unbroke ten light bulbs. How you understand how to screw it in and I got ten light bulbs broke? Pride. You got to have, tell, I don't understand. Could you show me again? It may take you five times to get it, but I guarantee you when you get it, you giving God glory and say, ooh, thank you, Lord. I know how to change a life. And I ain't talking about you, Willie. (laughs) Willie broke some butt up. But what I'm saying is we have to have understanding when it comes to the word. Because if you don't, the enemy take it and it don't do nothing for you because you don't have understanding. Number one, you got to attend to it. Attending to it is hearing it. Then you want to get understanding of what you heard so you can carry it out. Everybody following me. So we must have understanding of the word. Do, Do you remember when Jesus was with those disciples all those years? And they walked with Jesus. And the two loaves, the five fishes, and then he had uh, fed 5,000, he fed 4,000. But then when he said, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and uh, Herodians, Sadducees, Herodians, or Pharisees, they took it wrong because they misunderstood. They thought they didn't have enough bread. But Jesus, what he did, he said, why is it that you don't understand in Mark the 8th chapter? He says, your heart yet hardened. So sometimes we don't understand because our heart is hardened. It is callous. People can't break through with you because your heart has become hardened to that area of your life. So we have to get understanding. So everybody, I'm following me. You have to have an understanding of the word of God or there will be confusion. That's why you go back and say, Could you tell me what you said? I don't quite understand what you're saying. I'm talking about God's word is your foundation. And in order to talk about this, I'm going through these steps, dealing with the scriptures that I'm going over to help you not to be moved when situations come. So we have an understanding. Now I'm going back to Nehemiah. When Nehemiah um, was giving them understanding of what Ezra was reading. I want y'all to listen to this back in Nehemiah. Once he gave him understanding, I'm going to tell you what happened. Nehemiah 8, 9, and 10. 
And Nehemiah, who was the governor, Ezra, the priest and scribe, and the Levites who taught the people said to all the people, This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn nor weep. For all the people wept when they heard the words of the law. Why were they weeping? Because when they heard the words of the law, they knew they weren't doing what the word of the law was saying. It convicted them. It convicted them to the point that they began to cry. How many of us have gotten into the word of God and allowed the word to get into us and found out, Lord, it wasn't my husband, it was me, and you begin to cry. Because you know you were wrong at what you said or what you done. Or you may begin to cry. I'm going to the other part. We use this scripture but don't understand how this scripture came about. We use the next part. Then he said to them, go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, send portions to those for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to our Lord. Listen at this. Do not sorrow. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. What he was saying was, these people were mourning. Because of the word that they heard. Because they were convicted by the word. He said don't go out in sorrow. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Go out according to what you have heard the Lord say. And don't feel bad about it. Go out. The joy of the Lord is your strength. But we use that scripture out of content. But this is why they were crying. And he said the joy of the Lord is your strength. Because they were convicted by the words of the law. See, the foundation that Ezra was laying for them. See, when you all out of order and all out of whack, when somebody come in with the right foundation and it touch you, you you will uh, cry. You will weep. You will mourn. You may not show it on the outside, but on the inside, you're weeping and you're mourning because you're saying, wow, I've been doing this all my life. And it wasn't right. And you begin to mourn, but all of a sudden some joy The joy of the Lord begin to bubble up on the inside of you. And you begin to have joy and say, Lord, I thank you for showing me. Lord, I thank you. That's God's joy. That's what Nehemiah was telling them. Even though you wasn't doing what the word of God said. The joy of the Lord is your strength today. Go eat and go be merry. God don't want us to be down when we find out, woe is me. He want us to rejoice. Why? Because we're finding out that wasn't God's way. That was man's way. Now that I have found out God's way, the joy of the Lord, it's my strength. That's what the scripture is saying. So let's don't use scripture out of content and tell people the joy of the Lord is their strength and not fully get them to understand why. To God be the glory. So that's why we need to stay in the word of God and know what the word is saying before we present the word because we'll bring confusion to some people through the word. And when you don't understand, get an understanding from the one who bought the word. The enemy want to bring confusion. So then the Lord began to show me. We talked about paying attention. We talked about understanding the word of God. God is talking today to say we got to lay the right foundation in him, Miracle Temple. We got to lay the right, am I saying it's not being laid? I'm not saying that. I'm saying when we don't have understanding, we get understanding. So the foundation that's laid, that is right, don't get messed up. 
We lay the right foundation and we make sure that nothing is added to that foundation that don't need to be added to that foundation. And if it was, we bring correction in love. So God is saying his word is your foundation. But then he began to remind me in the book of Judges. When they didn't have a king. Judges 17, 6. In those days there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. This is what happens. When you don't have the right foundation. People are doing what's right. In their own eyes. So we have to make sure. That we're laying the right foundation according to God's way and not according to our way. We have to make sure before we present the word of God that this is what God is saying, not what we want to say. We don't speak the word out of our emotions. We don't speak the word out of pride. We speak according to what God is saying and not what we're saying. Because we have to understand when the right foundation is laid. And people are paying attention. They're hearing God's word. They're understanding God's word. They're going to bring fruit from the word of God. So we will start Miracle Temple up in here to let you know from Genesis forward why things were the way that they were. This is where I'm going to start at to answer questions because questions are not being answered. And this is why there's so many, so much confusion in the body of Christ because questions are not being answered. We have a lot of questions that people are not answering because they don't know. But when you go in the word of God, the Holy Spirit will show it to you and he showed me this. And I'm going to leave it at this and I'm not going any farther so don't even ask me any questions because when I begin to teach on this, I can put it all together and give it to you. But I'm going to open it up. Did y'all not know, when you read the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 1 on up to Genesis chapter 11, it will show you everything that you need to know. First of all, it shows you how God set stuff up, right? Second of all, it shows you the fall and how things got mixed up and messed up, right? I'm going to back it up and leave this nugget with you. All of us. In this room, black, white, purple, blue, I don't care what color you is, you come through Adam. You come through one race. It's only one race. Ain't black, it ain't white, it ain't all that. It ain't all that. And I'm going to explain it to you. The reason why we are so mixed up and messed up is because man came in and messed up the foundation. All of us are from Adam. God created all of us good. Meaning there was no malfunctions in us. I want y'all to hear me. He created everything in Adam so good and so perfect. When he told them to be fruitful and multiply, check it out. There was not going to be any imperfection in them. Nothing. No disease. No nothing. Everything was going to be so perfect. This is why when every offspring came from Adam, it seemed like sister and brother was coming together. But it was okay because God did not have any imperfections then. 
Oh, y'all, when I get through with this. No imperfections then. But when the fall came. Understand what I'm saying? When the fall came, that's when sin came into the world. Okay? When sin came into the world, man began to do things outside of God. Catch it. It was God's word and it was man's word. Listen at Cain and Abel. Adam and Eve knew God's way. Even when they messed up, they knew God's way. But guess what was happening? It was sin there. But look what happened. They had Cain and they had Abel. Check this. Cain wasn't right. We found out he wasn't right, right? Abel was the righteous one. How did I know Abel was the righteous one? Catch me. Because Abel was going on God's word and Cain was up going on his own word. So they go God's word, they go man's word. Ooh, y'all going to learn something. So what happened? Because Cain was going on Cain and not going on what God was saying. Cain killed who? Abel. How did Cain get his wife? It was his sister. I'm going to help y'all out in here. But being that he married somebody so close that was tainted. Remember, they weren't tainted then. But now because of sin, it's too close. That's why God had to find seeds through the generation that would follow him righteously and intermarry with. Ooh, y'all, I don't want to mess with this because I'm going to bring it to you. I'm going to bring it to you. The, I'm going to bring you the right foundation. And I'm going to give you another nugget. When we follow through the generations, okay? When y'all talk about these fallen angels came and had sex. That's a lie. That's a, the biggest lie anybody ever told. The reason why is because King had a mixed up and messed up generation. And Seth's generation, see here come another righteous seed. Y'all better follow the Bible. It's right here in Genesis. I'm going to dig it up and I'm going to lay the right thing. Then you're going to understand why Jesus had to go through these generations to bring his son by God. Y'all getting back to the black and white thing. All of us come from one race. One race. We come through Adam, right? Eve was the mother of who? Of all. Eve. You got Adam, you got Eve. This is why. <laughs> oh, help me, Holy Ghost. When you understand a thing, people say, Adam, nobody know really the color of Adam and Eve. You wasn't there. God does. Do y'all know we have stuff in our skin that some people are going to be lighter than others? Did y'all, did y'all study that? What you call it, Jennifer? Okay. Somebody give me a sheet of, give me a printer paper. I'm going to take my shoes off of there. Bring me the printer paper. Hurry up. No, I'm going to lay this foundation because this is enough foolishness going on. We got to know what God was doing, not what man is doing. We want to know what God is doing through his word, what God's word is, right? 
Jennifer Porter, come here. What color is this? Come here, Jamie. It's blue. It might be different against my legs. Go sit down, Jennifer. <laughs> what color is this again? What color is Jamie then? Y'all ain't got it yet, right? This is white. Because call that word again, you say melanin. melanin. Everybody in their bodies, their melanin is different. It's what makes the color. Then there you go. Let me let me tell you. There go Adam and Eve, right? Okay. People come from them. Okay? And as they come from them, that don't mean that there had to be a middle shade. Oh, I'm going to help y'all. It was all in there. See, that's what I'm telling you. It was all in them. So whatever come out through them, it may have been a little lighter. It may have been a little darker. But God did not discriminate people. Oh, I'm going to take you somewhere. So let me tell you what happened. Y'all, as people are saying, how do we get these different colors then? I'm going to tell you, and, but I'm going to go deeper. When you get to the Tower of Babel, everybody was the same language, doing the same thing, right? They were talking the same thing. And God said, you know what? I got to disturb this. Because we, we're going to have to give you different languages. So when they gave them different languages, they settled in different areas. Help me, Holy Ghost. They migrated, right? You got the Chinese over here. You got what they call black over here. You got this over here and that over there. But guess what happened? They start sneaking over there with the Chinese. And then when they start sneaking with the Chinese, they had a mixed breed. Then when the mixed breed went over here with the Japanese. Oh, my Lord. I don't know what to call that. Woo, Holy Ghost. Everybody was intermingling with one another. And families today, what they do, they want to keep that light skin. So how do they keep light skin? They get with somebody that's light skin. I ain't marrying no dark man because I don't want no dark babies. Come on, racist. Come on, somebody. So I'm going to keep my family looking good. You don't marry nobody darker than you. You can sit down, brother. So if I want my kids to look right, but I got something to tell you. You got two dark parents and you got a light baby. Where that come from? It come through the generations. We mixed up, messed up. Because your foundation was laid wrong. Because some parents would say, don't bring no dark baby up in here. That ain't part of our generation. If they too dark, don't bring them up in here. Don't tell me you didn't have that foundation. Don't tell me people when you were dating people, you were looking at their skin. Because you saw them, you see your baby. This is how my baby going to look. See how we look. Oh, we're going to get into it. That's why we have all this racist mess. And if I cut my arm and Jamie cut his arm, what you see, Jamie? 
Why didn't God change the blood then? Help me somebody. See, we are mixed up. Because the right foundation wasn't laid. The foundation that was laid for black people is white people hate you. And they show that hate because of the foundation that was laid with them. We monkeys. Don't get with no monkey. And we're all the same. God don't have no respectable person. We all sons of God. He has not discriminated. I get so tired of people saying, well, God black. Well, my living room me white. Nobody know what he is because they ain't seen his face. But the Bible say, what is it? Wool, his hair like wool. And people say, see, he black because his hair nappy. That's what people say. So we got to understand. We're going to lay the right foundation here in Miracle Temple and some people are going to be mad. Y'all hear me? But I'm going to do it according to the word of God. And this is why the word of God don't have an effect in believers life because it's the foundation that was laid when they was little. And don't have understanding of the right foundation. You only going on what you heard. It's time for it to be laid the right way. And some of y'all may not like me when I lay it. And I do not care. And some of you may not even agree with me now. But I do not care. Because as long as I'm carrying what God tell me to carry. I'm going to do it rightly. We need to quit this mess. It's right here in the word. We ain't having no more confusion. We're going to do it. According to the word. And do you know why people in family have children that have these defects and stuff? I'm going to tell you why. Being that all of us is kin. But if you marry somebody way off kin, you ain't going to have that much trouble with yourself. But if you marry somebody close kin, we got some crazy people in the family. Because everything don't mix. Y'all, we're going to get it right. We're going to get it right, y'all. We're going to get an understanding of what the word of God is saying. It's in the book. It's in the book. So I give God glory. We're going to lay the right foundation up here at Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministry. And we're going to lay it in love. And if you don't agree, I'm sorry. But I'm going to still tell you what the word of God is saying, y'all. It started in the book of Genesis. That's where it started at. So let's take our minds off of man's word. And let's put our minds on God's word. Amen. To God be the glory. Hallelujah. Anyhow. And I believe that um, today, Sonia and them got stuff prepared in the kitchen. At what time? Wasn't that an inspiring message? Thanks for listening to the end. Join us every Tuesday for Bible study and every Sunday for service. We're looking forward to hearing from you as well. Feel free to reach out to us via the website at www.mtdm.org. God bless you and we'll see you next time.